بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ tonight is the 21st of january in the year 2024 and inshallah to spend a session mentioning some of the virtues of the most weighty deed of salat al-nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam so first in a report in tabari in his tafsir 13-115 Refer also to Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullahi As-Sahihah number 1530. Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu he recited this verse in Surah Ar-Ra'ad alayhi salatu wasalam Surah 13 verse 11 the translation for him are angels alayhi salatu wasalam ranged before him and behind him who guard him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command So he recited that verse. Uthman radiyallahu then said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam identified the angels alayhi salatu wa sallam that attend every believer as 20. 10 in the day and 10 at night. Amongst them are two angels alayhi salatu wa sallam whose unique responsibility is to record one salah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam subhanallah so let's look at this let's break it down so Uthman obviously the famous companion Dhul Nurain the possessor of two lights the third khalif he clarified upon this verse so what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say he says for him either the human beings or angels which are arranged before him behind him who guard him. So the Quran doesn't mention numbers. It just mentions there's angels in front of you, there's angels behind you, and they guard you. Uthman then explained that Rasulullah he identified that the angels that attend every believer are 20. So now other reports mention other numbers. So maybe the Prophet was referring here to the 20 who guard you because the Quran is referring to the verse of God he goes 10 guard 10 in the day and 10 at night but then this is the part relevant to the subject amongst the 20 are two angels their unique responsibility meaning this is their only task this is their only role this is their only job is to record Salat al-Nabi upon Rasulullah So why is this a very interesting report? What have these two angels got to do with guarding? So guardian angels protect you from harm. So what does that mean? It means that if something is not written to strike you, the angels will deflect it. So how many times in your life do you get near misses? And the reality is the angels have deflected it because it wasn't allowed to strike you. So we understand this. But two of these guardian angels, their sole role is to record Salat al-Nabi. So why is that strange? 
if I was to ask you, who are the recording angels? Kiram al The one on the right, the one on the left. Don't they record Salat al Nabi? Sallallahu alayhi wa So you would say, of course. But the Prophet said, these two angels, it is their task to record Salat al Nabi. So why is there a special designated two angels under the ambit of security who are solely tasked with recording Salat al Nabi? So the simple thing we can take is how beloved this deed is. Allah actually records it in a special manner. He records it in a special manner, I with two other angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, and there must be a link to guarding you. So Salat al-Nabi, one of the blessings of Salat al-Nabi is that it fortifies your, your protection, i.e. from harm. So look how amazing the report. The report is talking about a verse of the Quran. It's talking about guardian angels. And all of a sudden, two of them are solely responsible for recording Salat al-Nabi. So again, note, every time you do Salat al-Nabi, who's recording it? You can actually say, it's not the Karam and Katibins. It's actually two other angels who are recording this because of the sanctity of that deed. SubhanAllah. In another report, in Kanzul Umal, number 2238, Sayyidina Ali, he relates that our beloved messenger said, There are some angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are created from light. They descend only on a Friday night and day. They carry golden pens and silver ink pots and foils of light. Their duty is only to write the blessings invoked on Rasulullah. So again, another very interesting report. So angels are made from light. So here the Prophet says some of the angels are created from light, maybe indicating these different levels of light. And we are well aware of different spectrums of light. So maybe the angels are made from a variety of different lights. But these angels, these designated angels, they only come onto the earth on a Friday night and day. So Thursday Maghrib until Friday Maghrib, using the Western calendar. So they only come in the glorious day of Friday. What do they come with? They come with golden pens, silver ink pots and registers of light. Their sole task is to write Salat al-Nadi. So look at the previous report. Two guardian angels sole task of re- re- recording Salat al-Nabi. On a Friday, there's other angels and their sole task is to record Salat al-Nabi. So now, what about the Karab and Katibi? Do they record the Salat al-Nabi? And the response is, Allah knows best. But maybe there's a special designated recording solely for this deed. But on Friday is given extreme honor because of designated angels. Maybe it was for this reason that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, invoke blessings upon me, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, more on Fridays. Invoke blessings upon me, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, more on Fridays. 
This is in Ibn Majah, number 1637, Behaki, authentic hadith. So why flight? So now we can give an, uh, a, a reason. The reason is that Allah, the Almighty and Glorious, He appoints designated angels whose sole task is to record Salat and Nabi. So Rasulullah was encouraging that you make use of those noble angels whose sole task is to record Salat and Nabi. So if it's recorded in a unique way, unlike other deeds, immediately you realize it's a very special deed to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why Friday? So the scholars look into this. Because Friday is the chief of all days. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that Friday is greater than Eid. So it's actually more beloved to us than Eid. Friday is the day that Qiyamah will strike. Friday is the day when Adam was created. Friday was the day he was placed in paradise. Friday was the day he was taken out of paradise. Etc. Etc. The Prophet mentioned so many things. But all of those things, how are they linked to the Prophet ﷺ? So the scholars say, because Adam والسلام, was carrying Rasulullah. So everything that was given to him as an honor was in reality because of Rasulullah. So therefore, on Fridays, we should increase in our salah upon the Prophet. Salah is conveyed to our beloved Messenger by an angel. Whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed for this purpose. So now this is also interesting. When we send salat upon the Prophet it's for our own benefit. Why is that being conveyed to the Prophet? But before getting to that, how is it conveyed to the Prophet? It's an angel. The angel stands by Rasulullah's grave and informs him by name of each person who says salat upon him. So there's another angel. So now what pattern are you noticing? The pattern you notice is that when it comes to salat and nabi, the angelic realm have been designated to elevate it and honor it. So there's another angel now and just one and he's at the grave of the Prophet So where is this mentioned? In Delami Bazar, Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah stated Hassan in Sahih al-Jami, number 1207 and 1530. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, he relates that our beloved messenger said Say salat upon me frequently. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed for me, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, an angel alayhi salatu wa sallam who stays by my grave. Whenever one of my followers says salat upon me, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that angel alayhi salatu wa sallam says to me, Ya Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so and so has just said salat upon you. Subhanallah. So and so has just said salat upon you. So let's look at this. So it's an authentic report, um, graded Hassan, and it's one of those narrations which are related from Abu Bakr. 
So there's not many reports from Abu Bakr Siddiq from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but this is one of them. So it adds to its majesty. So what was the command? The command is increase your salat upon me. Do it frequently, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then he explains, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there's an angel who's appointed by my grave. Whenever anyone says salat upon me, so think about that. So, latest estimates, you know, over what, 1.5 billion Muslims, right? 1.5 billion Muslims in the world. So, if a person was to ask you at any given moment, how many Muslims are sending salat upon the Prophet? So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. You know, millions. This angel, alayhi salatu wasalam, it has the power to easily remember or who has said that salah. So this is totally unlike human beings. If two people talk to you at the same time, you get confused with two people. Three people, forget it. You go into a crowd, all you heard is murmur. It's not really a murmur, but your brain can't register. There's so many people talking. So when you go into a crowd, you know, all you hear is burr, 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 right? And if a person goes, oh, I know what they all saying. What are you talking about? How do you know what they all saying? This angel, Allah Ta'ala has given it that power. Its sole task is to hear salah upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Soon as it detects it, Allah Ta'ala gives the angel the knowledge of that person. Look at the first ability Allah Ta'ala has given it. It can hear thousands of miles. Doesn't affect him. Millions of people could be sending salah. Doesn't affect him. Third amazing power. He knows the person. How does he get that knowledge? One is knowing, uh, hearing it. One is, who is this person? He not only knows, one report mentions its father. The person and his father. So, if you say, for instance, so let's say, um, I say it, the angel has heard it. How many miles away is this angel? Thousands of miles it said immediately to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Yusuf, the son of Shamroz, has just said salat upon you. Immediately, what do you notice now? It's causing a connection with me to who? Rasulullah. Rasulullah, obviously, we know that he loves us more than we love him, sallallahu alayhi wa But what increases your connection to him? Salat al-Nabi. Because your name is now being repeated to him. So if somebody is doing it more than you, his name is mentioned more to Rasulullah. But the father is mentioned as well. That's interesting. Right? So he seems to give a hint that it's going to benefit the father as well. So if Rasulullah hears Salat coming from you, what do you think he's going to do in return? Surely he'll make a dua for you. Or you've pleased him. So when you're doing Salat al-Nabi, People say, what's the virtues, what's the virtues? You're thinking, well, before we get to the virtues, do you know what's actually happened? And then you have to explain. Another thing which is very important to point out here, this hadith is authentic. So, has not our beloved messenger passed away? The answer is yes. He tasted death over 1,400 years ago. So, why is an angel, alayhi salatu wasalam, Sending salat upon Rasulullah when he's passed away. 
So the, at his grave, so the Lord is. So this is clarified. Our beloved messenger had said, so the Lord is. Wherever you are, send salat upon me, so the Lord is. Because your salat will reach me. Wherever you are, send salat upon me, so the Lord is. Because your salat will reach me. This is in Abu Dawood Ahmad. And Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Sahih in Ahkam Al-Janais, page 208. So wherever you are, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Salat will reach me. The Salam, so there's two parts to Salat and Nabi. As-Salatu was-Salam. Alayhi was-Salatu was-Salam. The Salam is also conveyed to him by honorable angels. But how is the salam conveyed to him? So what do I mean by this? When you mention a prophet's name, people say Musa alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam. So the salam is part of the dulud uh, as they say. That part is conveyed to Rasulullah in a different way. What's the difference? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has angels alayhi salatu wa sallam that traverse the earth delivering to me sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the salam from my ummah subhanallah this is in Abu Dawood and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi authenticates it and al-ayatul bayyinat page 43 so what's the difference When you say salat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the angel at his grave hears it. He conveys that knowledge to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon your identity. When you send salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are other angels. It's not one now. And these angels, their task is simply to hear salam. So what image are you getting? how much the angels are attached or given the duty with regards to Salat al-Nabi. <laughs> you see the complete, you know, you see the angels, they're designated to do, to compile this glorious deed. When they hear the Salam, they then convey to Rasulullah. Yes. So now, Salat, the angel at the grave, Salat al-Salam, Salam, the angels who are traveling, conveyed to the Prophet So there's two avenues he's receiving this. But both from the angelic realm. Now Rasulullah himself, in Abu Dawood Behaki, Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Hassan in Sahih al-Jami, number 5,679. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu, he released that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu alayhi wa Whenever a person says salam upon me, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restores my soul to me, so as to respond to his salam. Whenever a person says salam upon me, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restores my soul to me, so as to respond to his salam. Why does his soul return to his sacred body is to return the salam. Why? Because when you give salam, it's obligatory to return the salam. Allah mentioned that in Surah Nisa. 
So Allah Ta'ala, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, restores my soul to me. And I respond to the salams. So when you say Alayhi Salam, he responds to them physically. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Those Salat al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is such a priceless deed that it first goes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to please him. His soul is returned and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam returns the salam. Thus undoubtedly thereby assuring its acceptance. That's the key. Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani rahmatullahi he said, Salat al-Nabi is a guaranteed deed. It will never be rejected. So why did the great Imam say that? A person goes, why is this? Why is this got some special quality? Because you've got to look at the mechanics. How is this deed special? If you don't know left from right, it's just another deed of the many deeds. But when you actually go through what's actually happening, it's not another another deed. It's an extraordinary deed which Allah Ta'ala has given incredible honor to. And it links to the Rasulullah and the angelic love. In addition, those who say that Rasulullah or the prophets in extension, after their passing away, are just like anybody else. They made a serious mistake. Why? Because do our souls return? Right? Think about that. So if, like Imam Sayyuti Rahmatullah said, Rasulullah's blessed soul, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, returns to his blessed body when somebody has sent salam upon him, it's not an exaggeration to say, that the soul is permanently back in his body. There's only two possibilities. His soul is going in and out the speed of light because every second of the day somebody is sending salam upon him. Or his soul has returned. There's no need for his soul to keep departing and coming back because it's just a continuous deed unlike any other deed. So Imam Sayyuti said his soul has returned. Permanently, physically, the Prophet said the grave. So you can't even use the argument in the banza. Why did the Prophet mention the grave? So this is why when you send salah and salam upon Rasulullah, it's directly connected to him, thus assuring the deeds, acceptance. That's why it's mentioned by the Prophet. It is for this very reason we have a very famous report. Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu he relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wa the prophets alayhi salatu wa salam are alive in their graves and they also pray therein. This is recorded in Abu Ya'la Bazar and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah alayhi stated sahih in Sahih al-Jan number 2790 and as-Sahihah number 621. This is a mutawatir hadith Imam Sayyuti said. Mutawatir means it's as strong as the Quran. <laughs> the Prophet said this so often. There's no doubt, not even a you know infinite, you know, a very small amount of doubt. The Prophet might not have said this. He definitely said this. The Prophet are alive in their graves, they also pray. 
So why did the Prophet mention the graves? Because it's happening in the grave. And he mentioned the physical deed to indicate life. They pray. Prayer is a physical deed. The body is needed to pray. You can't just pray with the soul. The body is needed. So the Prophet was explaining that there's a physicality taking place. In addition, in another very famous report, our beloved messenger said, Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited the earth to eat the Prophet's bodies. Subhanallah. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited the earth to eat the Prophet sallallahu bodies. This is in Nasai Abu Dawood and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Sahih in Sahih. Abi, Sunan Abi Dawood, number 962. So their bodies are not allowed to be touched. The earth cannot consume the bodies of the prophets. So that's a hadith. But why should we not find that strange? Because do living people decay? So if I see now, is he decaying now? Is that a strange question to ask? Now are you decaying? Right? But you probably ask me, why are you asking me such a silly question? Because I thought you might be decaying. Things, why would I decay? I'll only decay when I die. And I'd agree with you. What did the Prophet say? You know, people don't reflect upon his words. The Prophet's bodies are forbidden to the earth. They are not allowed to decay. What does that clearly indicate? They're alive. Those who are alive don't decay. Right? People just narrate the hadith. The bodies, mashallah, subhanAllah. Not even thinking what the Prophet said. So all of these statements, authentic statements, shows they are alive in their graves. So now, to add this to wrap up. So it is established that the angelic realm are clearly involved in this glorious deed and they conveyed respectfully to our beloved messengers. So the Lord is. But what about the other prophets? Does the same mechanism apply to them? The answer is, it is possible. Why? Because our beloved messenger, he urged us all to say salat upon them as we do upon him. Where? Sayyidina Abu Huraira and Sayyidina Wail ibn Hujr, they both relate that our beloved messenger said, Say salat upon the prophets of Allah, and messengers. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them just as he sent me. This is recorded in Bayhaki and Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi stated Hassan in his Sahih al-Jami number 3781 and 2 and also in his, in his work Fadlus Salah 42 and 45. So what is the command? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said say salat upon the prophets and messengers of Allah. So again, people don't even act upon this command. So what do I mean by that? They say alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Dawood alayhi salam. Which is better than nothing. At least you've done something. But you haven't obeyed the command of the Prophet. He's not telling you to give salam. He's telling you to give salah. 
So a person goes salat. How? So how does that work? Alay salatu wa salam. Musa alay salatu wa salam. Isa alay salatu wa salam. Dawood alay salatu wa salam. So this is a bad habit that you say salam even though you're better than nothing. Because you haven't completed the salah. You do not need to say it for the Prophet because sallallahu alayhi wa covers both. You say sallallahu, the salat is there, and you say alayhi wa sallam. Salah and salam is automatic. But when it comes to the prophets, you've only said salam. So why would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa instruct us to send salat upon the prophets and messengers alayhi salatu wa salam just like for himself? It seems to indicate, but Allah knows best, the same mechanism is for them as well. So how amazing. You send salat upon Musa and maybe there's an angel at his blessed grave conveying to him, so and so has sent salat upon you. So it's an honor for us to send salat and salam. And if you don't know how to say it, grow up in it. Right? Grow up, brother. How many more times do you have to be breastfed to say these blessed formulas? It starts irritating you after the bit. He goes, guys, how many times have I got to tell you? And then he goes, is it wajib? Right? I don't know, brother, if it's wajib. Right? He's like saying, you know, is it wajib to respect my father? You don't ask questions like that. You respect your father. You respect the prophets. You don't say, is it wajib? Right? So again, this is all for your own benefit. And maybe that's why we're suffering. Because we're not honoring the Prophets. So again, note the Prophet's command again. Say salat upon the Prophets and messengers of Allah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them just as He sent me. Meaning they all, we love them all. So note again, when it comes to salat and nabi, it is an extremely beloved deed. To Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it increases your connection not only to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but also all his fathers and noble brothers alayhi salatu wa and if they're making dua for you have you got anything to worry about? People get so happy when their mother makes dua for them rightly so people make get happy when their father makes dua rightly so but who is your mother and father compared to the prophets and messengers? I'd rather have them making dua for me. But when you send the blessings upon them, they will do that. By the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereby guaranteeing the deed. Like Ibn Hajjal Asqalari said, how can they respond? And the deed isn't accepted. It doesn't make any sense. It has to be accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then they respond. So again, you know, increase in this glorious deed, especially on Fridays as mentioned by our beloved messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa so all I mentioned was again talking about the priceless deed of Salat al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and how it's actually conveyed to our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa and his noble brothers and why is it so beloved in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are there any questions? There are many Drushis, but which is the best Drushis to say? Okay, so sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Drushis. That phrase is a durud. The hadith is in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, authentic. And Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
whoever says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon them. <laughs> so explicitly sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the root. It's taught to us by Jibreel alayhi salatu wa sallam. So that's a very simple one we all know. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one in Salat is called Durood Ibrahim That's also the best Salat but only in Salat. So when you're offering your prayers, the Farad, the Wajib, the Sunnah, the Nawafid, you're doing Durood Ibrahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka Hamid Majid. And the next that the Prophet said is the best within Salah. It is not the best outside of Salah. Why? Because if you say that blessed the root outside of Salah, there's no Salah. Because when you actually say the root Ibrahim, there's no Salah within it. You haven't completed the, the root. So why is it the best within Salah? Because the salam was made earlier in the tashahud. As-salamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyyuh. You've said it earlier. Then you continue to say durood Ibrahim, completing the durood. If you take durood Ibrahim out, there's no salam. So if you do say it, inshallah, you'll be rewarded definitely. But it's not the best. Therefore, what is the best salat al-nabi? And the answer is there is no text for that. And because there's no text for that, the great scholars and imams have written their own works where they have made their own salat and nabi out of love for the Prophet So it's encouraged to do as many different ones as possible. But the most simple one is, of course, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Any other questions? Subhanallah bihamdi, subhanallah Allahumma bihamdi ka ashtu la ilaha illa anta astaghfirika atalika wa tibullahi min shaitanihim Subhanallah rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi 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 wa r